You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Strong Towns Podcast. I'm Rachel Quedno, and today we're going to be speaking with representatives from one of the four towns in round three of our Strongest Town Contest. This contest is our annual opportunity for towns from across the world to compete for the title of Strongest in a bracket-style competition by demonstrating their financial resilience. Today we are speaking with Mayor Gavin Buckley and Sally Nash, who is the uh, Chief of Comprehensive Planning for Planning and Zoning, and they are from the city of Annapolis, Maryland. Annapolis is facing off against Muskegon, Michigan in this third phase of our contest. So Mayor Buckley and uh, Sally Nash, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let's jump right in. Um, one of the things that you guys really highlighted in your application was this focus on historic preservation. And Annapolis is definitely a historic town. How do you balance the desire to preserve your history while still allowing the city to you know, move forward and adapt to present and future needs? Uh, Annapolis was considered the Athens of the New World. Um, it's one of the greatest examples of uh, uh, colonial uh, preservation, I think, in the, in the country. And so that that is such a great asset to have. And that scale and fabric is something that we have been protecting, and uh, it's uh, of the highest priority for us. But at the same time, you can, when you save a building, you have to make the buildings viable. So what's exciting about our town is that in these streets that, you know, George Washington walked on, um, and in these buildings uh, uh, where, you know, signers of the Declaration of Independence had homes, we have made them viable for businesses. Um, we have uh, put restaurants or offices or, or retail shops into these buildings, and, um, and, and, and they, uh, that historic district is the backdrop for a lot of cool, exciting stuff. You guys are facing off against another waterfront town in this contest, Muskegon, Michigan. Um, I wanted to ask, how, how do you guys integrate the waterfront into the life of your community? Um, it's clearly you know, a really important part of your economy, and it sounds like an, also a place for celebration and activity. Um, yeah, how, how is the waterfront a part of your community, especially economically? So um, it's amazing that you can come to a historic town on your boat um, and uh, tie up at a mooring and then uh, dinghy into the uh, main dinghy dock, which is uh, in the main uh, channel in the town. It's called Ego Alley. Um, and people can come in and either sh do a turnaround in their boat and head out on the Ego Alley or they can pull up and then tie their dinghy up for free and uh, go in and enjoy all the restaurants and shopping in the city. Um, uh, we are planning on... Uh, uh, um, doing things that um, improve our waterway, improve the quality of our water. And then we're also working on a lot of different plans to um, connect our shopping precincts up with a whole network of, of bikes, uh, bike trails and bike bridges. So uh, we, we are working on creating a, a really dynamic uh, plan for that. Something else that stood out to me in your guys' application was this outdoor summer dining program where you block the streets off. Um, that's, that sounds really unique and interesting. How did that come about, and what has, what has the impact been? 
So we had um, an area in town that was considered the, the not-so-good part of town. It had fallen on hard times, and um, and that's really how I got started in um, in politics. I I was um, uh, head of that kind of uh, business association. We like to say we took this red light district to an arts district, and uh, we rebranded it, and, and and it became the place where locals go. And on a uh, Wednesday night, we close off the first block of this street, and we have strung lights across the street, and all the restaurants spill out into the into the roadway, and uh, we have thousands of people come to this. Uh, dining under the stars event in the middle of summer. And it's a real community builder because everybody knows one another, so it's a great event. But we've also reprogrammed that space for many other things. Um, so we we bricked that section of of West Street, and that was really the catalyst to make it a kind of a town centre. And it's a town centre that people wouldn't have thought would be possible years and years ago. But we do a first Sunday arts festival there. <laughs> we just did a a chocolate binge festival for Christmas where we had the uh, fire department had a big uh, marshmallow roast in the middle of the street. We had the, the police department giving out free cocoa called Cocoa with the Popo. <laughs> um, we had um, tons of chocolate vendors and um, we got about a, a million and a half views on that event and um, uh, we had, you know, tens of thousands of people come out for it just on one day. So, um just the reprogramming of that area and the reimagining of, of, of public space has really been um, a great bonus for the city. How long did it take to build up support and momentum to transform that space? And who was involved? You know, were the business owners pretty on board or was it a, a slow process to get everyone convinced that it was a good transformation? I think the business owners drove it, and the usual story, a few volunteers made it happen. They got up on the ladders and they strung up the lights and that. But the city was a great partner, and the city um, issued the permits for the event, and um, the city council voted uh, to try something different. And so it was a a great partnership. And I think um, when you have a city that's um, open to new ideas and um, and a city council that uh, uh, likes... um, uh, and wants to reimagine itself, then that, that, that definitely helps out a lot. You know? So at Strong Towns, we're really focused on helping communities become uh, financially resilient. How does your town ensure that you're planning prudently for the generations to come, especially in terms of your transportation planning and your um, just development? I think we, um, we have a new comprehensive plan coming up uh, that we're throwing ourselves at. Uh, this year and next year. And so um, we uh, look at the whole... We're, we're a, a municipality within a municipality. We're a city in, in, in the county of Anne Arundel County. But what we... And we have the usual story. You have the historic district, then you have the, the mall, and then another mall over here. So instead of fighting against those things, <clears throat> we're going to embrace those things, and we're going to connect those um, areas through through bike paths and uh, and hopefully through autonomous vehicles. We've been looking at a couple of ideas like that um, that bring kind of the future into the into the historic district. Um, so, uh, you know, I think what you've got, you got to realise is that, that those things are part of who we are. But what I believe is a really great opportunity now for historic towns is um, that uh, in an Amazon world, you know, we have 
um, a real Main Street, a real historic Main Street. We have real water. We have real characters that live in this city. And and at the mall, you know, you you press a button and anything at the mall will come to your doorstep, and that's what Amazon has given us. But you know, we have a real Main Street. You can't re- replicate that in an Amazon tra- transaction. So you have a great opportunity now for Main Street America to really shine because people are going to want to touch one another and talk to one another as we get deeper and deeper into these virtual worlds. So I think we're really excited about the future of our town. Um, What do you think are some of your biggest challenges right now and how are you approaching those challenges? Um, I think we have um, uh, economic challenges in in a a marginalized community. So we, we have to uh, we have to realize you can't be a great community until you make a great community for everybody. And so we are making sure that um, we invest in, in our, our public housing areas, that we find partners to rebuild these areas and, 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 and make, uh, uh, make communities that people are proud of. Um, and so we, uh, we have just appointed a, a new head of uh, public housing who is a really dynamic individual. She uh, believes in the mission. Um, we are trying to reimagine public housing with, you know, uh, with uh, mixed income housing, uh, with, uh, with uh, opportunities to purchase housing, with, with community centers that are, that are integrated and, and are accessible to the water and to bike paths and to, to uh, you know, community centers that, that are dynamic. So that's kind of our, our, our goal here is to sort of bring the town together through cultural events and through investment. And what are you guys most excited about when it comes to the future of Annapolis? What's on the horizon for your town? Um, we, um, uh, we have um, uh, a music festival coming up. We have uh, musical roots in this town that um, people would kill for. We, we had a, a beach area called Cars Beach. It was a, a segregated beach area for three decades. But the coolest people in the planet came to this town to play. So from the Supremes through to Hendrix have actually been to Annapolis. James Brown came here all the time. He was a close friend of the local DJ, Hoppy Adams. <clears throat> so um, so this, uh, you know, Sarah Vaughan, Billy Holiday, Count Basie, Duke Ellington, they came to Annapolis. They played the beach, was on the Chitlin circuit. It was a great, great venue. We, we lost that somewhere along the way. At that same period of time, at that same period, two guys went to St. John's College. We have the third oldest college in America here. And... Uh, uh, the guy that started Atlantic Records and the guy that started Electra Records went to those, to those to St John's College, and they um, they uh, they went on and, and started two labels that signed the first rock and roll song, the first soul music song was out of those labels. Um, they uh, signed the Doors, the Rolling Stones, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, Led Zeppelin, just to name a few, were on the label of two dudes that went to school in Annapolis, two white boys, and um, we have to say that those guys went on to greatness not in spite of Annapolis, but because of Annapolis. So we are going to celebrate them um, in a music festival. Um, it is going to be uh, have an environmental lean. It's going to be on one of our creeks. It's called Annapolis Rising. Um, we are proposing a whole re-envisioning of our waterfront uh, pretty soon that will involve a boutique hotel called the Maritime and a, and a, a big a plaza called um, Lafayette Square. And we're planning a artist collective in a an old sort of rundown mall called the Cannery, um, and then we, uh, re, uh, we're just about to reinvent our market house um, and create some more community space downtown. And 
Sally should talk a little bit here because she's just initiated about 20 or 30 new bike racks, uh, a bike share program for the city and county. I'll let Sally <laughs> We're working on a partnership with the county to bring a bike share program into the city. And it's going to be a pilot, but we hope it does well, and then we can expand it in the future. Got it. And is that going to be run by the city or the county, or is it um, a private organization that you're kind of partnering with? It's a private organization we're working with. Um, any Anything else that you want to add, Sally, um, about you know the future of the city or transportation development issues? No, just that um, Gavin ran on a platform of one Annapolis, and the city employees are really excited to work towards that. So your town, uh, you guys are up against Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, just curious, have either of you ever been there? Do you have any thoughts on your competition? <laughs> We're going to do some research right now. <laughs> Never been there. You know, send a spy in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, and I wish Annapolis the best of luck in this contest. It's been really fun to get to know your community through this contest, and I know that uh, during our first year of the contest, Annapolis was a participant um, submitted by just one of our Strong Towns members, so it's cool to see you guys back. I hope I can visit at some point. Um, so, yeah, thanks, thanks so much for being here and uh, for participating. Great. We're looking forward to seeing you when you come here. We're going to show you around. You'll have a great time. Mayor Buckley and Sally Nash, thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Make sure to listen to the additional podcast with representatives from the other three towns in this contest, uh, especially for this matchup against Muskegon. And then cast your vote for the strongest at strongtowns.org slash strongest town. Voting closes this Friday uh, at 12 p.m. Central. So get your listens in, get your votes in, and next week we will uh, unveil our final two in our championship round. So uh, get excited for that, and thanks everyone for listening. Taking risk is a necessity to becoming rich. It's also a necessity to go bankrupt. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Just to echo what you said, there are no silver bullet solutions. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Who made this city? The window is not always open, but if nobody's pushing, then once the window opens, there'll be no chance to go through. I like you. I like your vision of the, of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit. Agenda 21. Yeah.